HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.com, bringing you the freshest radio in Brooklyn since 2009. Hear directly from chefs to farmers, artists to architects, authors to brewers, and everyone in between. Check out all of our shows on our website or by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes store. On behalf of everybody at HeritageRadioNetwork.com, we'd like to send a special thank you to the Hearst Ranch, our biggest supporter and longest-running sponsor since we first started in 2009. Hearst Ranch is the nation's largest single-source supplier of free-range, all-natural, grass-fed, and grass-finished beef. Since 1865, the Hearst family has raised cattle on the rich, sustainable native grasslands of the Central California coast. The result is beef with extraordinary flavor that's as memorable and natural as the surrounding landscape. For more information, visit www.hearstranch.com. time there was Greenhorns Radio, and it was now, and it was good. Hopefully it will be good. Uh, and this is another episode brought to you by the Greenhorns of the world, and today's Greenhorn is Taryn Hammer, and she is in Maine, and she runs a country store called Sheepscot. Sheep, Sheepscot. Taryn, are you there? Yes, yes. <laughs> You're not? <laughs> Thank you for listening through that. <laughs> that was good. Um, tell us about your country store and what you sell there. We have a little store called Sheepskit General. It's a little general store, and we it's on a farm, so we have lots of farm things, um, vegetables and berries. Right now the raspberries just came in the door, and they're beautiful and yummy, and we have peas, and um, then we carry other stuff like other farmers' meats and cheeses and um, dilly beans and pickled fiddleheads and anything anybody produces around here. We have some artists, and we also have canning jars and matches and kids' toys and bulk honey and bulk soap and all sorts of good stuff. So it sounds like you must be right in the middle of a bustling foodie metropolis full of happy, yummy mummies on their way to yoga class, ready to buy up your um, high-priced victuals. Is that correct? Yeah, sure. (laughs) I thought you were far away from everybody. 
<laughs> no, we are. We're in the we're in the middle of a big field here in Whitefield, and uh, we are in a little town of about two thousand people or so, and uh, we have a bunch of really awesome farms right here in Whitefield and in the surrounding towns that we're trying to get together and support and have little things going on like next week we have a movie night and um, we have some lectures and things planned in the future so we have all sorts of things going on and so what was the big idea what made you want to take on this daunting process for those of you who are listening you could go on their website and watch the renovation process and the the you know amazing amount of effort to make a retail space come back alive yeah, well, my partner, Ben, he grew up in this town, and we were going to school over in Washington State at Evergreen State College, and we were studying agriculture, and he convinced me to move back here and start a farm, and so we moved into his family's house, the house he grew up in, and uh, in the same little town, there's this old um, run-down farm store that used to be a little natural food store, and uh, we came driving by it, and it's like some of the best soil in town, and great little spot, and the little store was already sort of set up from the past, and uh, nobody had been using it, so we uh, we decided that there needed to be some place, again, in Whitefield, so we approached the landowner, and... and uh, ended up leasing the place and took on uh, this big project here. It's the most exciting, best thing ever. It's the most exciting thing ever? Yeah. It's great. <laughs> so, okay, so now, hold on now, because this is exciting. You know, there's, um, in every young farmer's story, it seems like there's a little bit of a magical moment when the big land deal comes through or the big land landowner deal or the loan or can you describe your magic moment um, with this with this little general store and, and how it evolved and what kind of mind frame you had to be in in order to make that magic happen? Yeah, well, we couldn't believe it was actually happening. We kept kind of saying it, but it didn't seem true until about March and... Uh, we, I think we signed the lease in January, and it just didn't seem real, and it didn't really start, we didn't really start renovations and everything until until March, and so once that started happening, we were, we were on our way, and it was, it's really exciting because people started coming by, we started having, like, all these people in town just stopping by every day, and uh, the momentum just started, like, picking up. And uh, we've been on that ride ever since, and so really exciting. We have met all sorts of new people in town, and, um, yeah, we have new people stop by the store all the time and just are so excited and happy that it's either open again or just they're excited that it's here. And so we have we've had such a great response from the community around here. We can't say enough. I mean, we've had all sorts of people help us out, and we've just, you know, really, I think it was just one of those things. It was, like, the right place at the right time. I think it could have been anybody. It was just 
fell into our laps, kind of. It was needed to happen in town, and and uh, we ended up being here, looking for something good to do, and and we uh, pulled it together. So now we just have to run with it. I'm so glad that you're saying this. I'm so glad you did pull it together. I I think you make such a good shopkeeper. How do you how do you think you make a good shopkeeper? Yeah, well, Ben's really good too. Um, yeah, I'm getting I'm getting better at it. Uh, trying to work the cash register and talk at the same time can be um, challenging, but um, I'm learning to be better at my change counting and math. So <laughs> that's that's good. Yeah, math, that's the hard part. Farmer's markets, too, and you're, like, trying to be all chatty, and then, of course, you, you have to be thinking about numbers. I, that's challenging. They don't yeah, teach that in yeah. school. Well, I had never touched the cash register or, um, well, I've never worked in the retail business ever until now, and so it's been a lot of learning, and it's been really great, and everybody's been you know, really nice to us, so we can't complain. Even the credit card company guy was nice, so. Whoa. <laughs> That's can't, big. Can't say anything about that. And the and the beer distributor guy is really nice, too. Okay, so now let's, let's get in specifics here. The product offering includes beer. It includes credit cards. Do you sell lotto tickets? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, we have a really um, awesome brewery right here in town, um, the Sheepskit Valley Brewing Company. And uh, Steve, he lives right here in town, and he, he brews up these growlers of beer and uh, comes and personally drops it off for us. And so that was one of the big reasons why we need to get carry beer. And then we're also, there's some wineries around, um, and uh, we're going to carry their wines, too. We actually just got our license, so we're just getting stuff in. And then you have your own food and other people's food. Did you yep. did you carry through on your idea about the soup and sandwich thing? That's, that's coming right up. We actually just got our water heater put in, and uh, we're going to make some fresh juices and soups and sandwiches and cookies and, you know, process stuff as it comes along. We're hoping to, you know, have a processing kitchen in the back where we can take in when there's surplus of tomatoes and basil or whatever it is in season from the farms around. We're hoping to take it in the back room and, you know, mix it up or freeze it or can it and uh, then be able to sell it in the store. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's another exciting piece of this whole place is, um, you know, community processing kitchen. So, okay, so it sounds like all, it's been completely smooth, everything has happened like magic, there's been no problems, and everyone should start in a country store. <laughs> Almost, yeah. I would say we've had very um, minimal issues, knock on wood, and, I mean, we've stayed up really late at night, trying to move things back and forth from broken freezers to fixed freezers and, um, you know, power outages and running the tractor with the PTO to run a generator and those sorts of things because 
um, right when we started, we had a, a truck delivery delivering all our canning jars, and he and he uh, hit that on the power lines. Um, but that was actually our best advertisement. We got in the police blotter because of the power lines going down, and everybody, we were like 40 miles away the next day, and we're in line at the store, and somehow it came up that we were at Sheepskit General Store, and they were like, ah, you were, oh, I know all about you guys. You were in the police blotter, and I looked you up, and so we've had, we've had all sorts of really funny publicity, and even today, we were actually in the newspaper. Um, ben and the landowner here were throwing bales of hay, and it happened that a really great photographer was driving by and snapped a good picture of them. So they were in the they were in the newspaper today too. Well, you know, doing good work can't help but get famous these days. Yeah. Holy yeah. smokes! That's such a funny story. I didn't realize so many people listened to the police to the police report. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what everybody reads, I guess. <laughs> that's funny. So, sometimes things happen, and it turns out okay. Yeah. <laughs> and and what's next? What's the, uh, You have your juice is coming next. You got your liquor license. You're having events. Yep, and we're, we're trying to track down a, a peanut butter grinder. And uh, and a Vitamix right now. That's on the that's on our list. And uh, we actually just bought some kitchen equipment, so we're getting that all fixed up. And uh, yeah, things are things are evolving as we speak. And are you? Do you have enough helpers? Are you recruiting people to your town to come help? Um, we have lots of volunteers at this point. We don't have. We can't afford to hire anybody yet. But um, we have one great high school boy that comes and helps us. And then we have Ben and I and our friends. And that's that's how we do it. Wow. Yeah. And then you're also running a farm. And we're also running a farm. Yeah, on top of it all. So after we close up shop tonight, Ben and I will go out to the strawberry patch and weed for a couple hours, which happens to be by a really great swimming pond. So that'll be our date tonight. And uh, we just, you know, go until it gets too buggy and then go swimming and go home and get up in the morning and do it all again. Holy smokes. Yeah. Sounds like the life. But maybe maybe it will calm down a little bit next year. You won't be in startup of everything. Yeah, no, we have, um, let's see, we have about a, well, we have an acre of strawberries under cultivation, and we have about an acre of vegetables, and then we have the store, and uh, we have some goats and some chickens, and then, yeah, that's, that's all. So nice. So dreamy. Yeah. So if somebody wanted to come and visit you, they would find you on Sheepscot Farm. Sheepscot. Wait, how do I pronounce it? It, Yeah, you're right. Sheepscot General. 
And where did that name come again? Come from again? And it's an Uncle's farm. That's the name of the original farm. Yeah, so it's kind of confusing. It's Chief's General Store at Uncle's farm. It doesn't sound that confusing. Yeah. And we're right in Whitefield, right down from the town office. And uh, on Townhouse Road, where all the dairies are, it's on the Sheepskip River. That's how we got our name. And our idea with, you know, calling it Sheepskip General is we'd like to work with any of the farmers or producers in the Sheepskip Valley. And we're trying to promote everybody's products in this area. And we'd also, I mean, we have a little seed library going, too, and we'd like to promote, try to get people to start, you know, saving seeds and make varieties that exist in the Sheepskip Valley. It's very nice to have Valley Pride and River Pride like that. I just was crossing over the Connecticut River today, and I was like, gosh, the Connecticut River Valley rocks. And and I'm usually so Hudson River Valley-oriented, but once you start being valley-oriented, you you realize, well, my valley is next to someone else's valley, and I can go over those mountains and hang out with them, and then I can come back and be happy in my valley. Yeah. Yeah, we have some other great valleys around, too, but I don't know, Sheepskip Valley is pretty special. Pretty special. Well, I'm so thankful that you came on. Um, I want to give you a chance to make a call out if there are, um, you guys have Mosca in Maine, obviously, and everybody who has thought about farming even for a minute should already know about Mosca, but what are some other, what were some other paths, what were some other things along your path that helped you get where you are? We had a lot of help from Mosca and Land for Good, which is an organization out of New Hampshire. We also had some help um, from the Cooperative Extension, which is a great organization. They have all sorts of good handouts and things that we actually have in our entryway at the store. And um, let's see, who else? Well, I, I can't say enough just about our local community and all the people here that have pitched in so yeah I'll leave it at that so there's the answer folks find a good town and stick with it that's right and uh, that's been very nice and this is Severin signing off for Greenhorn Radio there's lots and lots of things to do so make sure you stay rested and stay sane and eat, eat good vegetables and treat your animals nicely so that you can get away and have a picnic once in a while Thank you so much, Heritage Radio. Thank you all. Bye-bye. Bye. This is Behind the Scenes Food News with Katie Kiefer. There's a lot of posturing and talking around raw milk these days and how great it is. But if you really want to get a full-on investigation into the pros and cons, the risks and benefits of raw milk consumption, here's a nifty website, www.realrawmilkfacts.com. It has a laundry list of FAQs, along with information from studies and reports from American and European science communities. If you flirt with raw milk consumption, this is definitely worth taking a look at. This is Behind the Scenes Food News with Katie Kiefer.
Every spring at the end of kidding season, goat dairies across the country are faced with the question of what to do with their male bucklings. Because on a dairy farm, there's no role for a male. Often the most economical thing for these farmers to do is to cull the animals at birth or ship them off to the commodity market. Heritage Foods USA is embarking on a new project, No Goat Left Behind, looking to step in and fill this niche by creating a marketplace for these male bucklings. Visit us at www.heritagefoodsusa.com to learn more and to reserve your goat this coming October.